Our guest this week is James Connolly, F3 Beauty. He is a hairy-chested surfer dude, preacher of the gospel, and uh, man, he's a high-impact man. He he has been the Nantan at Cape Fear. He was the Nantan at Cape Fear when they had the 10-year anniversary there for, for F3, and he talks about uh, how he grew up. It became broken, came to faith in Jesus Christ, and how it's just impacted his life and changed his life. And he has been changing other people's lives through his surfing ministry, his preaching ministry as a pastor, and uh, his ministry through F3 and reaching other guys. He's an inspiring and motivating guy, so sit back and enjoy. Welcome to the High Impact Man Podcast. High Impact Men from Across the Nation sharing their stories of inspiration, encouragement, and hope. Gosh, seek transformational relationships. What you're hearing from the culture is not right. Pick up the six, you know what I mean? But you never know who your six sometimes is. Stop being less. To help others become the virtuous leaders they are called to be and that our nation desperately needs. Hey, bro, we're going to hang 10 on this episode with our guest, Beauty. This episode's going to be gnarly, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so you guessed it. Our guest is James Conley. His uh, F3 name is Beauty, and uh, you're going to hear his story. Uh, He's uh, he's a... has a business with surfing. He's a surfer guy, so we're going to hear all about it. Uh, he's also uh, coming to us from Cape Fear, where he has been all kinds of things, including Nantan, and uh, looking forward to talking about that. Uh, so, uh, dial up your new Nantan. Um, how's, it feel, how's it feel to wear the crown of new Nantan? I didn't get a crown. I just got a gold brick. You didn't get? I didn't give you the crown no, yet? No, you didn't give me the crown yet. I'm going to keep my crown. All right. Uh, uh, no crown. Anyway, involved. it's it's fresh, you know. Yeah, uh, it's it's pretty fresh. Yeah, you only been Nantan for one, five two, three, days. four, five, five days. Five days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Take four and a half, yeah. actually. But uh, yeah, yeah. So I look forward to hearing like it, maybe some things you did as a uh, as a Nantan and. Uh, yeah, be honored to share. Congrats on the the new Nantan. Yeah, yeah thank you, thank you. Looking looking forward to it. Nantan emeritus as well. Yeah. yeah, that's right, man. I'm I'm the old guy. I get to hang, kick back and 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 watch dial up fly now. That's gonna be awesome. Hey yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we're recording this on uh, June fourteenth, mm-hmm. June fourteenth, but it's not gonna air for about two weeks. So about two weeks from now, it's gonna drop, and everyone will be able to hear this. Uh, so oh. our guest, as I said, is Beauty. Beauty, welcome to the podcast. Grateful to be here, Jen. Super cool just to have a tech message from DFib and hop on and see two high impact men sitting in a room that has an intentional bench press and pull up bar <laughs> behind like extra manly. Yeah. Yeah, we it's all props, don't worry. There, <laughs> yeah. there may or may not have been a guest that thought they were something else. Yeah, yeah, we, we won't talk about that. <laughs> yeah. That was a long time is ago. That, is that styrofoam on the actual barbell there or is that a real weight? No, it's all props. It's all styrofoam. Okay, all right. No, no, it's real weight. Actually, my son was home, and he was uh, using the barbell. I can't use the barbell to bench press anymore because of some elbow issues I have, but uh, I do dumbbell bench press that, now. That's your max squat right there on the rack, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even do that now with my back or is that your calf raises? I don't know. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. It's all good. So, yeah, actually, that's how I hurt my back a long time ago, squatting. That's, you know. Anyway, forget that's why that. That's why I don't do so, it. So, uh, so Beauty, um, before you tell us how you got involved with F3 and, and how you got your name, dial up and I like to try to guess as to why guests got their F3 name. So, Beauty, that's a tough one because, I mean, he's obviously a handsome fellow, but, you know, Beauty's not something you say for guys. Yeah. So, ooh. ooh. What was that whistling sound? I don't know. I don't know. Spielberg's listening to us. I don't know. Let's see. Beauty. Hmm. I don't even have a guess. He doesn't sell makeup or anything. So no. Yeah, I, I would say that there's probably two maybe, guys. May, let's see. So maybe in his younger days, was he in like maybe some male? Maybe he was a male model when he was younger. Ooh, good. That's a good guess. Yeah, yeah. Because he wasn't. He did share. He was in California for a little bit of time. Yeah, grew up in California. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to go that route. He might have done some male modeling. All right. Male modeling. I would have named I him Fabio. I don't know how they would have got the beauty from that, but I, I, that's what I'm going with. It's yeah. best I got. I don't know. I was thinking that maybe another guy showed up and named him Beast and they needed a beauty. I don't know. That, that's lame. My right. guess is lame. All right, beauty, tell us. How did you get involved with F3? Who EH'd in? How would you get your name? So got involved with F3, had five guys headlocking me for five to six months. And uh, 
I, I can neither confirm nor deny the first guess. The second guess is a little bit closer, uh, certainly. <laughs> All I right. got involved about four years ago. And after six months of getting headlocked and recovering from an injury, I finally decided to go out to a run day. And I had run a little bit to warm up for it, of course, you know, just so I wouldn't be pulling everyone down. And then at the end of the workout, I have a hairy chest. Uh-huh. I don't know if you guys can see that there or not. There it is, yeah, man. Yeah. But, uh, it's almost as high as my back. Wait, was that a sweater you have on underneath your T-shirt? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a little chilly down here in North Carolina. <laughs> we we were going through the normal Namorama, did the whole FNG thing, hopped into the middle, and they were saying some encouraging things, and then somebody did call me a beast, when the one of the guys that knows me. And uh-huh. then because I have a hairy chest, uh, they they continued to run with that, and went to Beauty and the Beast. And then one of them said, Beast is way too cool. Uh-huh. But you're you're probably secure enough in your manhood to have a name like Beauty, aren't you? <laughs> and I just sat there for a second and said, guys, can we can we please think of something else? You know, having no idea of the culture of F3 or anything. <laughs> and they said, it's only going to get worse from here, man. Right. Yeah. And probably yeah. on Beauty. Yep. Hey, I'm going to declare myself a winner on that one. I was. I said, yeah, yeah. Beast. Yeah, that's a clear win. Yeah, that's definitely yeah. a clear win. We'll give cool. you a W on that one. Well, you know, you joined F three, and then eventually you became the Nantan. Um, but let's let's uh, let's we'll get back to that. How about we talk about uh, where you grew up and what that was like? Well, you know, hold on a second. So the for, I already mentioned to to our listeners that uh, you own a surfing business. You're you're surfer dude, right? I'm a surfer dude. Absolutely. I started JC Surf Camp. I graduated high school on a Saturday and started JC Surf Camp that Monday. Wow. I went around the lunchroom my senior year of high school and uh, sold three airheads for a dollar and one for 50 cents to raise all the capital to buy all the surfboards and pay for the insurance and and start uh, the business, everything that comes along with it and ran with it. And uh, and now I still get to do that Uh, 17 years later. Uh, I've also owned a moving company. I'm a full-time pastor at a local church here and, and do some other stuff and just get to live the dream. Summer is such a blast for me when I get to hang out with a bunch of kids and, and get to disciple a bunch of coaches. But that all started because a small group leader of mine, my senior year of high school, we were sitting in my living room at the parents' house, and I'm thinking – hey, please tell me, I, I don't know exactly what I'm going to do. And he said, well, you love Jesus, you love kids, and you love surfing. Why not do something with all three? And true to character, I totally forgot about that conversation. And then months later, started JC Surf Camp, and he came to me and said, man, I'm really glad that we talked about this, and this is how you <laughs> ran with it. Oh, yeah, we did, didn't we? And nice. it's been a blast ever since. Yeah, I I, I didn't know you were a pastor. That's all. That's awesome. You're a surfing pastor, dude. But I... Um, <laughs> I, I mentioned that because I can't believe they didn't name you Hang Ten. You know, you got beauty, but which is cool. But I would have named you Hang Ten. Yeah, that that's cool in some circles. That yeah. would have been even worse than Beauty, man. <laughs> if you look up Hang Ten, there's multiple um, meanings, right? Of kind of yeah. Hang Ten, but yeah. Hang okay. Ten classically is. I looked it up today. Uh, when you surf, you hang all ten toes off the front edge of the board, right? That's hanging ten. Yeah. There you go. Exactly. Ah. Boom. I, I, I did learned not know that. that. Today. I yeah. learned that. Yeah. Unfortunately, learned, there's a lot. I of, learned it something new today. Right. There's a lot of <laughs> urban slang that goes with hang ten too. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Let's let's roll back time. So tell us what uh, life was like for Little Beauty. Little Beauty loved uh, to be outside. I would run around, and I like any kid that's active. I would get really antsy and the solution would be hey go outside james and then i from there got involved and made a ton of friends all neighborhood kids went into elementary school middle school and believe it or not wanted to become a professional rollerblader of all things everyone has those few things that they're naturally talented in and believe it or not that was that was one of them so trained did uh competitive rollerblading and it was, it's like not the speed skating, but like the flips and vert and all that stuff and wanted to go to the X games and then just kept getting hurt. And through that and some skateboard contests and a number of other things, uh, God just broke me so much to the point where 
I have been searching for life and all these different relationships and things. I like won all the superlatives for some reason. I don't even know how at, uh, at the school I was in. And, uh, and my worth was found in what I could extract from other people as far as affirmation goes. Mm-hmm. And then um, after getting broken through a super unhealthy relationship and uh, losing the ability to do the things that I thought were worthy of respect, uh, I started to go to a church that preached the gospel. And for about six months, I went there and at the same time read through a book called Purpose Driven Life. Yeah, and one day, yeah, yeah, yeah. And one day in my shower, uh, after being raised Catholic and having kind of like a reverence toward God, but no relationship whatsoever and, and rebelling out the wazoo, I was a little hellion. Uh, I just surrendered to Jesus. And then mm-hmm. you can have everything. I know, I know that you are life because I went from a place of, of deep depression and, uh, and not really thinking life was worth living anymore to, all right, I've, I've found life now. Wow. Good so and from 16 got involved, uh, with a great group of people, um, started traveling and doing mission work and, Finished out high school, started JC Surf Camp, went to college, went to Bible College, got my undergraduate here at UNCW, and uh, started another company um, called Purpose Moving, and have worked at churches throughout as well. And now I get to be the next gen pastor at a local church here, and also help lead another church called Surf Church, which is deeply enmeshed and involved with F3. Uh, the some of the core principles are held outdoors, rain or shine. Mm. hot or cold and uh and we always preach the gospel so that that leads us up very quickly to today boys wow you covered a lot there that that's amazing um how old are you now 35 35 sorry i missed that earlier i did the math well he said he's been doing this since 17 years and he's did did it right after high school so yeah uh but yeah that's amazing i so uh i i was raised catholic and I, I had the same sort of experience as like having this reverence for God and knowing that Jesus was the son of God, died on the cross for my sins, rose from the dead. But I was, Jesus was not the Lord of my life. I was a hellion too. Mm. And what, what, uh, how the Lord got a hold of me was through, through different people kind of uh, lovingly challenging me in my faith and that kind of stuff. I, I, uh, I just picked up the Bible and read it. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that brought me to my knees and I gave my life to the Lord when I was 27 so shortly after I got married. Yeah. yeah. So uh, what's what denomination is the church that you pastor now? That's powerful. First of all, man, yeah. we're this is Wrightsville Beach Baptist Church is where I pastor. I never thought I would pastor at a Baptist church, but it's biblical theology and, and we're running with it and preaching the gospel now. Yeah, yeah. I come from like a non-denominational background mm-hmm. community church. Well, you're talking to dial ups a deacon at the first Baptist church here in Danville, and I'm an elder at the first Baptist church here in Danville. So we got we got a preacher, an elder, an elder, and a deacon of Baptist churches here. I love it. That's okay. hilarious. Why isn't there a lot of food here? Yeah, why yeah. Where's <laughs> the dinner and discipleship? Boy? Right, man. Where where is that stuff? Uh, so that's really cool. So I, you know, that this X game stuff, and like I don't know what you call the. Uh, there's a name for those sports, but anyway, extreme, extreme sports, extreme sports. Yeah. Did you, uh, hey, yeah. Did, action yeah. Did, did you ever uh, did you ever go to any of the Woodward camp facilities? Yeah, multiple did times. Did you ever go to the one in Pennsylvania? That's the one I would go to. No kidding. That's awesome. My yeah. so my wife grew up in Woodward, PA. No where the, way. Where the camp is, yeah. And so she would work in the uh she would work there in the summers in the canteen, which was like the, oh the concession stand, right? And they sold apparel and stuff like that. Yeah, so that that was her summer job all the time. Was uh, I was may have run into your you, you might have you might have crossed paths. She, yeah, if yeah, she she worked there through high school. You you probably would have been a little younger. Yeah, she's four. She's yeah. well, she's forty nine. So potentially, yeah, if you were going there when you were a youngster, well, like what ages were you when you were going there? Like middle school years. Middle school. So years. May, may, I may have missed her. Yeah, you probably missed her by a little bit, but uh, yeah, cool place. Yeah, and her, we've we've planted a bunch of trees there on their property to do some landscaping for them. And her family has a blueberry. Whoa. Her family has a blueberry patch, and they would supply the blueberries to the uh, for the campers. And 
cafeteria and stuff. Yeah, that's that's cool. I was, I was like, what are the odds that he would have went to Woodward, Pennsylvania's uh, Woodward Woodward camp? So cool. Yeah. Anyway, just wonder if there was a world. connection there. Yeah, small world. What, is, what is the Woodward camp? What do they do there? So it's a, it's an action sports camp. So it started as primarily gymnastics and BMX uh, racing. Whenever you know BMX bikes just just raced, um, and back you know back in the eighties. Um, huge gymnastics training center for a lot of Olympians. Like, you know, like my, my wife would, you know, we'd be sitting watching the Olympics and she'd be like, oh yeah, you know, he, he, he trains there. She trains there. He trains like, like almost every Olympian Olympian would have trained at, at Woodward at some point in their career. And then the BMX racing, you know, initially it was just racing. Then it got into like all the freestyle stuff of, you know, the half pipe uh, stunts. And, and it's just kind of grown from there to skateboarding, uh, inline skating and they do cheerleading now. Um, just, they did like, they've hosted, I don't think they ever hosted any X games events, but they, there used to be another series that ESPN did. I forget what the name of it was. Um, but they hosted several events on ESPN that were, that were still the same type of thing as the X games. It was kind of like in the off season of the X games, but it was, you know, BMX freestyle skateboarding, the Y games. Um, I don't remember what it was. Motor like motocross, like the freestyle guys that do the jumps and yeah, all the crazy flips. Like those guys, those guys would be there doing stuff. It was you yeah. know what the coolest thing it I was ever seen? crazy. It was crazy to go up there and just watch. The, One of the coolest the things I've ever seen is uh, at the X Games. They get these guys on motorcycles doing the high jump. Like they have a ramp and oh, try yeah. to go over a bar. Like this is amazing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. They go really high. I can't believe that they don't you know kill themselves. But yeah. that that was. For, and the other cool thing I saw was this is I'm very limited in my uh, extreme sports knowledge, but that Red Bull thing when they, they would do it on I think New Year's Eve, and that guy that jumped up on top of the hotel with his <laughs> motorcycle, and then he came down. Yeah, that was yeah. unbelievable. Easy peasy. He broke his wrist or something on <laughs> the way forget, down. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, sorry, took us down a little like rabbit modern hole. Modern day Evil Knievel. They should name you Evil Knievel. <laughs> Did you ever skate with Tony Hawk? I. I did see Tony Hawk and skated in the realm of Tony Hawk, but I did not go and tour with Tony Hawk yeah. or do anything. He's, he's got like a big that. aura around him, right? Just to get just to get close to him was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I definitely saw him. I think I have an autograph from him. I uh, saw him multiple times. I yeah, just just grew up in that whole world. It's a and so it's just a whole different culture, right? Yeah, it is, it is certainly a different culture. And you look back now, and you're like. Well, my knees hurt a little bit, and I I know it's because I was jumping from several stories, and I thought it was really cool back then, yeah. but it was yeah. it was stupid. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't get away with that stuff, right? You pay for it eventually. Eventually, yeah. <laughs> so you were yeah. surfing at the same time when you were in middle school, high school. You're surfing then. I, I was. That's actually a, a cool little snippet part of the story. I wanted to uh, run away from home. And at uh, 15 years old, moved to Costa Rica and become a professional surfer. And I had I'd grown up surfing as well. And I'd gotten hurt doing all this other stuff on, on hard ground and thought, well, I love to surf and I'm, I'm decent. So why not go and do this? And at the same exact time, the Lord was working on my heart. And I learned the whole uh, geography of the country of Costa Rica. I learned the language enough to understand and, and communicate and get around safely. And then right after I surrendered my life to Jesus, I ended up going on a mission trip down there because I told the small group leader at the local church the first time I ever went to youth group after getting saved, I'm going to run away and move to Costa Rica. And he went, oh, interesting. And then a week later, he called me after I had just gone and uh, finished up the last bit of the application process for the passport and said, hey, James, I think I found a way for you to get to Costa Rica, but you need to leave in four days. Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, okay. Well, that's awesome, man. Tell me more. So we went back to the passport office, walked over to some city official and said, Hey, can we get it expedited like out the wazoo? And I had a passport on my front doorstep within like 36 hours. Really? And special issuance or whatever on it. Wow. And then I went down there by myself and and met up with the missions team and was able to navigate the country on my own, flying into the, the capital and then making it its way, making my way to the coast. And taking my boards and everything. And it was just so cool how God is writing a story always. And we think we're going one direction. (laughs) Yet God is equipping us to go a completely different direction, not for our glory, but for his. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. 
was that my kids went, uh, our, our church had a trip to Costa Rica. Did your kids yeah, go to Costa Rica? Uh, it was like, with, Ev- Evan never did, but Elena went. It was down. a group called Pura Vida. Yeah. Pura Vida Missions. Yeah. yeah. That's your life. That's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Down to Costa Rica. Yeah. They, they did like, uh, I think they did like, a, it was like a VBS, like a week long VBS yeah. that they ran. Yep. And they were down there during the World Cup in the, the Ticos. Is that what they called themselves? Yeah. So I guess, I, I guess our, my same I trip. I guess Elena went the same trip. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, right. They made it, they, what they got out of the group stage yeah they got out of the group stage they were doing really but, well but yeah i remember my daughter sending me like a video like as they pulled into town and like they were going the crazy game had won. yeah it was they like a parade like, right it, right it was like this crazy yeah. celebration yeah going on uh, it, was World Cup. it was really cool all right how old are your kids mine are uh my daughter's gonna be 28 on july 3rd my son just turned 26 in april yeah and i've got a 22 year old daughter and 19 year old son yeah, Amazing. they're the, yeah. they're my kids that went on the mission trip. We have another a lady that uh, that we kind of raised. Not she's not uh, we didn't give birth to her. She, we didn't adopt her, but we kind of really helped her out. And she looks at us as her parents. We look at her as like another daughter. She's in her late thirties now. So anyway, that's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, that is beautiful. It's really cool. Yeah, she, she has a little boy now, and, and now she's pregnant again. So Ooh. yeah, congrats, Grandpa. Right. Yeah, Grandpa. No, I'm called El Padre. El Padre. Yeah. Okay. Can't fit it on El Padre. Yeah, El Padre. <laughs> I stole that from the Mel Gibson character in uh, Daddy's Home 2. <laughs> Call me El Padre. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think of that, but that's great. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. So what part of California were you in? A place called Simi Valley. Simi Valley. I've heard of that. To, yeah, it's a, it's a really nice place. It's about 30 to 45 minutes outside of L.A., depending on what traffic's doing. Mm-hmm. And I went to a place called Eternity Bible College, which was founded by Francis Chan. Oh, oh wow. okay, cool. That's pretty neat. Um, now you're out there surfing in Southern California and even in the East Coast. I mean, do you ever have an interaction with a shark? I mean, yeah, they're out there. It's where they live. <laughs> Surprisingly, not on the West Coast. And I'm very thankful because on the West Coast, usually it, it, the water's colder Great and the the sharks are bigger right uh there there maybe it's safer to say there are more large sharks near the california coast than there yeah. are near the east coast we still have several large sharks trolling around uh we've got like actual trackers on uh, several great whites that go up and down the east coast and you can look online and find where they are really? but huh. i've had several run-ins with sharks I may have kicked one before, but I've certainly seen them swimming very close, just even brushing by my leg. Uh, the interesting thing is that they're not looking to eat you mm-hmm. or to bite you. If they do bite you, and this may sound funny, they're just tasting. Mm-hmm. And they're once they figure out typically that you're human, they're not interested. The problem is they bite yeah. and they take off a limb right. and then someone bleeds to death or something happens. Do you have any shark repellent? I've never used shark repellent. I have a ton of students that have worn wrist bracelets and whoever is coming up with the latest gimmick out yeah, in the water. That was, that was supposed to be a joke. Uh, the old <laughs> the old Batman TV series with Adam West, he was out. Batman was surfing and there a shark came. A he pulled out of his bat belt, his utility belt, shark repellent, and squirted it at it. Yeah, shark repellent. The wrist thing, so they just, are they supposed to give off like a scent? Or do they give yeah, off like a, a, like a sound? I don't remember that particularly was about five years ago and both kids showed up with these wrist things that I don't know how that their mom, made them, that their mom made them yeah. wear. <laughs> it, 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 it was, they were, it was a commercial like wrist thing. It yeah. was not like a homemade thing. It was somebody was selling these and they purchased them online. Okay. Tommy Copper. I'm sensing a little, short, a, short I'm sensing a little cynicism there on that one, but. I uh, we'll just move on, boys. <laughs> <laughs> you should look into the bat shark repellent. All right, so so, uh, well, so his university was for, was was started by Francis Chan, right? Yeah, yeah. Cool. I, I'll clarify that. I don't like it when people get taken advantage of because sure. of a lack of knowledge. Ah, right? Okay, yeah. that's fair. No, I, that's yeah, fair. I get it. Respect man. that. Yeah. yeah, the university was started by Francis Chan. A cool story there is, I was heading to um the university here in town and um, I did not have a piece about it for some reason. And I was looking for on-campus housing and, and taking the steps forward at, as I sensed was 
the thing to do. But every single time I went on campus, I had this unrest. And I went out to a prayer meeting during that period of time. And there were people from California that were at the prayer meeting. And they, they asked me a very simple question. They asked, James, what is the last thing that God called you to do? And I looked at them and months prior, I was laying in bed and I turned off the light in my room and I keep a journal next to my bed and I have for years. And when I turned off the, the light in my room and was ready to fall asleep, I just sensed very, very clearly the spirit of the Lord say, sell everything you have, give it to the poor and move to California. Mm-hmm. Out of nowhere. I had no context for this. And so I told them that because it was the only thing that made sense to tell them. And then that began a sequence of events during that same exact time. I started reading a book called crazy love and started seeking uh, mentorship on, on what that would look like to take a step of faith. And uh, as I was reading the book, crazy love, I'm not a crier and I would cry every few paragraphs. Mm-hmm. just at the radical love of God mm-hmm. and the reality that he is who he says he is, that Jesus is actually who he says he is. And as I walked through this process, I was asking God, what would it look like for you to confirm to me that you want me to go to California? And I turned the book over and on the back, uh, it says Francis Chan founded Eternity Bible College in Simi Valley, California. And I went, okay, awesome. And then I go over to my family's house and I'm sitting in a room and my mom walks in and I had just prayed that same prayer. God, would you, I mean, really, what would it look like for you to confirm to me that you want me to go? And she came in. We have never talked about this to my memory before. And she said, James, have you ever thought of Eternity Bible College before? Oh, wow. <laughs> went, Whoa. So I, I then, uh, went through a period of some, some real fasting and prayer, because this was a big step. My, my dad is uh, uh, an educated graduate degree, like full-on out-the-wazoo man, and he was ready for me to go to an accredited university and not go off to a Bible college. Yeah. And so I, I broke the news, to, the news to him, lost everything, gave, gave everything that I had of worth away, and, uh, and was ready to pull the trigger to go, but didn't have the money because I rid of everything and the the day that the money was due to go to california uh my mom and i who loves the lord got on the floor and we prayed god we know that you provide for where you call your your kids to go Mm -hmm. and five minutes later a friend of mine called and he said hey james how much is it going to cost for you to go to eternity bible college and i said it's going to be eighteen hundred dollars he answered me he said the check is in the mail Wow. So I was able to drive cross country and go to Eternity Bible College and enjoy <laughs> biblical studies. And then I came back and finished out my undergrad at UNCW. Wow. That's amazing. That's awesome. pretty yeah. cool. Huh? Awesome, God. Yeah. yeah. He, he is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. awesome. I got to study under Francis Chan, too. He was one of my teachers. Cool. Yeah. I was going to ask if he, if he like, led any study groups there or like a. You know, a, a church service during the week. I was, I was wondering what your interaction was with him while you were there. But uh, he yeah, actually, he's oh, actually teaching. Which yeah, he was he was teaching. He, he acted as a mentor figure. Actually, I have a personal letter from him, uh, mm-hmm. full of encouragement. Wow, just it was a, it was a great season. Yeah, we taught that that book, Crazy well, as Love. As you say, we did Crazy class. Love, and on, we did another book of his. Yeah, it was on the Holy Spirit. Maybe yeah, I can't remember what it was, but I think it's on the Holy Spirit. What is it? Forgotten God. Yep, forgotten that's God. It. Yep, that's the Holy one. Spirit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we did that. He wrote one with his wife. I think it's called. Uh, and don't quote me on this. Maybe you and me together, something like that. Yeah, I haven't read that one. Didn't read that one. Yep. Yeah. Do you have you read anything by Bob Goff? I love Love Does. Yeah. And then he has another book. I'm blanking on the name of it. I'm about. I read about half of that one. Do you guys remember what it's called? I, I he's, he wrote four, I think, and I read them all. And I don't remember the names of the other ones. Um, the second one had a bunch of balloons on the cover because it's. You know, if anybody hasn't read stuff by Bob Goff, you need to pick up Love Does first and just read it because this guy has had the most amazing life, incredible stories, witty. You know, he he calls himself whimsical. You know, he loves that. But anyway. I was curious because 
I don't know why I thought of it, but he's out in California and maybe that's why I thought about it. But, uh, you know, the crazy love book and love does all that. Maybe that's why love connection. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, podcasters out there. But if you have, you get a chance to pick up Bob, well, crazy love by Francis Chan, but also love does by Bob Goff. It's great. Hey, Amen. Yeah. He, he's a great example of someone who loves Jesus has had his life transformed by the gospel and he doesn't have, he understands that life is ministry. Yeah. That for any believer, the old has passed away and the new has come. You're a new creation in Christ. And your mission now is to share the greatest hope that's ever been offered to the world. Mm-hmm. You've been given the ministry of reconciliation. Yeah. You've been a broken and hurting and lost people and restoring the relationship back to a loving God. Amen. Yeah. I've been trying to get him on the podcast. He has a, he puts his cell phone number in his books and I've called him and his, his, uh, not answering machine. What's that called? Voicemail. Voicemail is a uh, full all the time. Wonder if it's because he put his numbers in the back of the book. Yeah, well, I don't probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get him on the podcast. Um, I'd give him like five episodes. He's got so many stories. Yeah. They're really incredible. I, hey, but if you know Francis Chan, maybe you could ask him to be on be a guest <laughs> on our podcast. Yeah, we'll talk offline. All right, you never so, knew you might do it. Yeah, well, I would love it. Um, so you are, you ended up, you're in Cape Fear. You got this, the surfing business, your pastor, you got this moving business and, and then you got involved with F3. Now tell us how you became, uh, I mean, you got involved, but then, well, all right, before you got involved, I'm sure you're well, pretty well, good. How to get from East coast or West coast to East coast, right? Oh yeah. How'd you get from West coast to East coast? We went to UNC, uh, Wilmington, right? Right. UNC That's- Wilmington. I, I, I finished out the time at Eternity Bible college and and wanted to get an accredited undergraduate degree. And so I came back to Wilmington and finished that out here and was, picked was that, up. Was that so you could surf? Uh, maybe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I just sensed that it was time to come back and, and you get equipped and then it's time to, to use what you've been equipped with to okay. pour out. And that was, this is the place that I get to do that. Very cool. Um, so you got, you got involved with F3. Now you were probably pretty fit before you posted the first time, right? I mean, you're a surfer, extreme sports guy. Were you in pretty good shape when you first showed up? Yes. Yeah. And do you run? Are you a runner? I do. I, I, I love running. Uh, it's a great outlet for me. I do ultra running and it's been, uh, it's been an interesting season over the last year and a half. I, I really tweaked my knee snowboarding about a month and not a month, a year and a half ago. And then over the last six months, I developed sciatica. And if you guys have ever had sciatica before, it just sucks the life out of everything. Mm -hmm. And I finally, actually last week, after going to physical therapy for a while, was able to run over 200 yards. And I ran three miles without any pain. And so I'm I'm back on the train. And I think I developed sciatica. Uh, I was doing 75 hard. I completed 75 hard problem with ultra running was that I, I wouldn't train a whole lot and then I'd go run like a hundred kilometers or something like that. And yeah. I'd be like, that's probably a bad idea. So you're a madman. Yeah. Yeah. We're all a little crazy once you get to know us. I could totally relate to sciatica. I just had back surgery, my second back operation, uh, three months ago. So yeah, totally relate to that. Um, um sorry. I just ran three miles today though. Ooh, or not today, yesterday. <laughs> and, and, and much as, slower and, than anybody else would. and as i always say like you know the guy that they named the marathon after like died after 26 yeah. <laughs> miles so like yeah, anything, beyond, anything beyond a marathon just seems like kind of stupid to me like, <laughs> sorry banjo if you're listening to this and anybody <laughs> else that does the ultras so did you uh have you i'm sure you probably participate in the blue ridge relay that's something that we have done the last two years well i didn't do it this past year because of my back but have you been in there and the blue ridge relay no, the the boys have definitely uh, been very welcoming, but I I've always had something else going on during the Blue Ridge Relay, yeah. so I haven't done it. Yet. Yeah, you should do it sometime. It's a good event, good good times. So. Yeah. It'd be awesome to go and see you guys there. Yeah. I hear that everybody loves it, and it's just a super cool opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. For those of you listening, we have no idea what that high pitched sound that shows up once in a while. It's like is, the third time anyway, we've heard it. Yeah, there it is. I don't know where it's coming from, but um, that. That those are some text messages coming through. Sorry, boys. Oh, that's you. Oh, it's all beauty's fault. Busted. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you were in pretty good shape when you first showed up, uh, and then like t- tell us the story and you know how you got involved with the various leadership roles you had at Cape Fear. Read the lead, baby. Mm-hmm. I I just am. I'm the benefactor of being surrounded by a really 
great group of high impact men. F3 Cape Fear is full of high impact men. And when I first started going to F3, my problem when uh, I was in my later 20s and early 30s was that I would look around and I would see guys who were really successful in business, but then they had uh, like just a horrible family life or they loved the Lord, but they were so overweight and they weren't stewarding X, Y, or Z really well. And so I had difficulty finding men who loved Jesus with everything and were great stewards of life in general. Mm -hmm. And while not perfect, they were failing forward. And when I came to F3, within the first two weeks, I saw a couple men who I am so grateful for uh, have busted grill. And LETC Busted Grill is a 76-year-old dentist. Mm-hmm. He has uh, a few kiddos. One of them's a former Navy SEAL. One of them's a former professional snowboarder. And he loves the Lord, just an awesome guy. And then LETC, Little Engine That Could, is still uh, an active mentor figure in my life. Um, I even met with him this morning, actually and just become a, a great friend and uh, lead surf church with him here locally along with some other guys. Um, and so that was the beginning of uh, a great relationship with the men and also a giving a vision of what could look life could look like because I had a runway. Finally, I had guys that I could look at and go, yeah, I would be okay being like this guy, not just in one area but in like almost every area right. because he's, he's excelling and he's not laying down and dying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really grateful for that. And so uh, you, you asked how I got into the different leadership roles. You, you just become more who you are when you surround yourself with men that are ready to run with you and support you. And I, I was certainly the benefactor of that and was, uh, after a few months of being in F3, became the weasel shaker and had a blast being the weasel shaker for us here. Uh, the weasel shaker can be anything from a spreadsheet guy to the main hype man uh, to the crazy dude that just gets everybody jacked. Like just anything across the board, just whatever your personality is, you run with it. Mm-hmm. There's a guy named The Hop here that really helps set the tone as well as Sir Mix and uh, a few other guys sooner, a number of guys have done an incredible job as weasel shakers. So had a great uh, legacy to, or mantle to pick up and run with. Mm-hmm. And then the next year uh, I got to be the Nantan. We rotate every year here because we want to continue to create a culture of giving it away. So I got to be the Nantan then. And during my Nantan ship had an incredible SLT and shared leadership team. If you're listening, you don't know what that is. And I'm, I'm certainly the benefactor of being surrounded by a group of incredible guys that have incredible vision and are not afraid to walk it out. Um, we had the F3 10-year anniversary here. Yeah. Yep. The 10-year of my Nantan ship, and I'm super blessed to participate in that. We had the end at Ruck here. We got to raise over $120,000 to send to International Justice Mission. Nice. We created that. For, um, for the specific mission to set modern-day captives free. And we, we did this thing where we rucked a marathon distance. And we did that because the story of a marathon, I love how you brought that up earlier, is a guy running from one city to another to warn of an impending doom or impending danger. Yeah. And he fell down and he died after he did that. Yeah. But we wanted to ruck a marathon distance to essentially shine a light on a modern-day injustice. And we rucked through the night to represent those that are suffering in darkness. Mm -hmm. And we ended shortly after sunrise in order to shine a light on the injustice. Nice. Ah, cool. That's awesome, man. So um, you are a leader in the church, right? And you got your own business. How has F3 helped you grow and perform as a leader? If you have you guys done Grow Ruck before? No, we haven't. Not no. You need to do it. I was looking at the calendar today. <laughs> yeah, you guys 
man, it would bless my socks off as well as yours and everybody else's if you showed up in F3 Cape Fear during, I think it's Veterans Day weekend. There is a grow ruck here. It is the last one of the year, I believe. Yeah, I saw that one. And I would love to meet y'all in person and suffer next to you. Oh, you're doing it? Okay. You've done a few, I would imagine. I, I've done a few. And Lord willing, I will do that as well. If the, the sciatica doesn't act up, I'm also um, trying to be smarter about life. And I, yeah. I've, I made a mistake a, a year and about eight months ago where I, I rucked for 57 miles for 24 hours straight because I didn't want my friend to do it alone. And he was raising money for and end at ruck. And I didn't train for that at all. Mm-hmm. And then I, I paid for it afterward. So it's, it's definitely something you want to train for. The grow rock is not, not that far, but I bring all that up to say in Louisville, Kentucky, I did my first grow rock mm-hmm. guy named flight nurse who is now a cadre with grow rock. Yep. And I flew out there. He's an awesome dude. And my ultimate life purpose came out of that. Dread was a cadre there. Got to hang out with um, the Nantan of the nation and the current president of the nation as well. Love mm-hmm. those boys. And I remember um, on that trip, my ultimate life purpose came and it is to live a life of purity and generosity and love and power so that generations to come may live for the sake of his glory. All right. That came out of being put in a pressure cooker where uh, self-awareness is the first step to growth. And out of that pressure cooker, I was able to see kind of, hey, this is, this is how I respond and this is, this is who I am and this is really what I'm called to. So at F3, that's a, that's a very small example, but um, F3 is equipped me in so many different ways. Uh, I'm a trainer with Rock, and so even le- learning and being able to teach that material is invaluable. Uh, every man should go to a grow ruck and go through uh, the grow ruck training school and go through the, the grow ruck, everything grow ruck, because it gives you a sense of who you are and what you'll do. And living in a Western society, we're not put in a pressure cooker very often. Right. It's good for us. Yeah. Get out of our comfort zone. Yeah. That's interesting. So you found, uh, you found your purpose, uh, in the middle of pain and you know, discomfort. Absolutely. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, yeah. You're not the only guy to tell us about grow rocks. I, you know, I, I've said before, I would have done one by now if it wasn't for my back. I mean, I had back issues. I was thinking about doing it anyway. I started rucking to like sort of, you know, do rucking and then my back got worse and I ended up rupturing another disc. So I just had surgery. I don't think I'm going to, I'm ever going to get under a log. So unfortunately I, I think that would be unwise for me. So, but dial-up could do it. Good. He should. Yeah. I was looking, Ohio, Ohio is an option. I, I'll admit where I struggle and it's a little bit selfish of me, but like my kids, my kids compete uh, cross country track and field. And there's pretty much everyone. There's always like a conflict with their, their meets. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I just love going to support my kids. Cape Fear uh, probably be cooler than Ohio, though. Yeah. Pro- I'm sure they'll oh, get on the beach. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's, a, that's in November, right? You said that, that one's, yeah, very end of the year. Be like Bud's training. They'll have you in the surf and yeah. doing flutter kicks and maybe I could talk sit ups with the log and the surf and talk everything. the wife into a little trip down there. But uh, become yeah. a sugar cookie. Yeah. If I don't get one in this year, then like my daughter will be done competing. Uh, I don't know whether Evan will compete the next year or not because he, he might end up kind of doing a transfer potentially uh, for school to finish out his last year. So if, if I don't get one in this year, definitely next year we'll have one done. All right, there you go. He's committed. On the schedule, yeah. No, I definitely want to do. That. Hard commit to me. Well, What's that? If the Lord uh, hard yeah, commit, yeah, hard commit. If the Lord performs a miracle, my back becomes normal. All of a sudden, I'll do it. But uh, don't think that's going to happen. The one in Ohio sounds really interesting, though, because they've got access to like this uh, obstacle course park facility. Oh, that's a. I forget the name of that place. That's yeah, I a can't pretty cool the name place. Of it yeah. Is. yeah, but like they have access to that, and like there's there's a bunch of other leadership events going on like that same. Yeah, that same weekend. That's part of the actual grow ruck in Ohio. So that that's yeah. one reason why that one caught my eye. Plus, it's you know it's a little closer, a little less travel to to get yeah. to. But uh, we we have all that here anyway too. <laughs> Come to Cape Fear. That's right. All right, cool. It'll be man. like it'll it'll. I'm sure Cape Fear will definitely be a little bit more like buds training, right? Because you'll be out on the beach and sitting in the surf would be my guess, right? 
there will likely be some of that, but the beauty <laughs> of a car wreck is you really don't know what you're getting into. Yeah. It's a shock. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool, man. I, I will, I wish I could do it. Um, so now F3 as a pastor and you already came, you know, you're a Christian, you're on fire for the Lord, um, that your, your occupation, you know, your, your, your vocation is, uh, is preaching, spreading the gospel. Um, how has F3 helped your faith or impacted your faith or, you know, how's your faith that helped you with F3? How, how does that work? That's a great question. A few things come to mind. The one that's probably most important, uh, regardless of what you do, because as guys, we, we want to do a whole lot. Uh, and our identity is found in a lot of doing. And so I want my answers to, to be helpful and equipping. But I want to first say that uh, there's a story where Moses is in the wilderness and he's leading thousands and thousands and thousands of people that he's led out of Egypt. And he has an opportunity to finally go into the promised land. The whole reason they left the land of Egypt in the first place. Yeah. And he's having a conversation with God. And God says, you know what? You can go. You can go in the promised land if you want to go. I'm paraphrasing here. And Moses said to God, okay, but I don't want to go unless you are going. Because wherever you are is where I want to be. And recently there's been... Uh, just a, a beautiful brokenness that's come about where, yeah, we could preach the gospel, we could uh, clothe and and feed the, the poor and, and pray for the sick and, and do everything that we're called to do, which is really important. But our first call as men, as women, as like humans is to seek the Lord and his presence and be one with him. And, and that happens in the secret place that happens with just you and God in a personal relationship with him. And out of that place, everything else flows. So with that understanding, uh, going in and making disciples of all nations is a, is a great call and a great overflow of what a relationship with God can look like. Cause you're tasting and seeing like, man, this is life. Like I have a joy that is not dependent on circumstances. What is happening right now? This is crazy. So you want to go and share it with everyone. And the beauty of F3 is uh, when necessary, you can be the first man. You can be the dancing idiot. Mm-hmm. And you can trailblaze and do do what needs to be done. But when you're able, you should be the second man. Where the second man shows every other man that the first man is worth following. Yeah, And that's part of what discipleship is. Is that when you have an opportunity to give the mantle away to the next generation and allow them to walk in the call of God that he's placed on their life, you do it. And you're the wind in their sails and the shoulders that they stand on. So F3 has really helped me see that it's important to do that. And in fact, that's the greatest call of leadership and discipleship, to even be a virtuous leader that when you're not around, what kind of impact have you made and what kind of life is being lived by others because of the life that God lived through you? Nice. Preach it, brother. Your your scripture reference there. I got Rich Mullins. That where I am. There you may also be. Song stuck in my head. If you did, you ever hear that song? I don't know if I have or not. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's uh, yeah, good good song. But it's based off of that that scripture that you had shared. So now it's playing in your head. Likes music to me. Like like everything's music related to me and lyrics. Yeah. Just you're, you're a lot like that. I know too. But yeah, yeah now I got that song in my head. Mine are movie quotes. Yeah, that where I am. There yeah. you may also be. Rich Mullins. Check it out. Nice. So it's a bit old, 99, I think. I was just looking it up. 98. Great. So um, you talked about surf church. I got to know more about that. So I'm guessing you meet on the beach. So tell us about surf church. We do meet on the beach. We meet on the beach from Easter to Thanksgiving. We're outdoors. We meet down at a, a local pier here, and we started about three and a half years ago, and we started it by accident. We wanted to have a Bible study for surfers with the vision to have a light for Christ in the lineup wherever there was a wave breaking. And then people just started showing up, and it blew up. And so now we have free donuts and coffee every Sunday. It's open to everyone, and it's held outdoors, rain or shine, hot or cold, and the gospel is always preached. Cool. And it's been an incredible opportunity to open up um, an atmosphere 
for people to come who would normally not walk into a church because of whatever kind of perception they have or, or preconceived notion of what church is supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. And they just get to walk out on the beach and sit down in the sand and hear the gospel, like which is good news mm-hmm. for maybe the first time ever. And uh, get to baptize a, a ton of people. In people the ocean, right? Yeah, There's in the ocean. ocean and baptize them. That's so, cool. Like how many people were there like on an average week? Uh, I would say like between 100 and 250 given the week. Wow. And during Easter service, we have like it, is, there is, are a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. And is the, is the makeup mostly locals or do you, is it a lot of tourists over the summer that kind of catch wind of this and they're out and they just stop by out of curiosity or – yeah, every, everything and everyone. So even even at JC Surf Camp, we share the gospel with the kids, and yeah. then um, we'll invite them to surf church. So we had several families from that came through JC Surf Camp last week come to surf church, yeah. and they got to experience it and go, "Wow, this was awesome!" And you know, one of those families was from Atlanta, Georgia, and it's it's normal for people. Uh, here's a cool story. I don't know whether I should share this online or not. I can, yeah, I think this is okay. Uh, we had the former commanding, the, the last commanding general of all NATO forces, including the American forces of the Afghanistan war, coming to J.C. Surf Camp with his wife. Cool. Got to do lessons with he and his significant other, I will say. And then uh, after spending time with them that week, they got invited to surf church. And then they showed up at surf church. And we got the the worship together. Yeah, cool. that's awesome. Did you get this guy, this guy was a former Delta Force operator, yeah. former commander of JSOC, like the whole nine, right. and and got got to the point where he be, he was the general of everything in wow. Afghanistan. Wow, that so is cool. There. That is sweet. Did you get him to F three? No, I didn't get him to F three. I yeah. talked to him a little bit about it, but yeah. uh, I think he's doing his own thing, and he knows what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's very cool, man. Surf church, yeah. I'll go to that. I think- it's a it's a sweet thing, and it 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 breaks down all the barriers, and and mm-hmm. it allows people to hear just simple gospel truth. It doesn't matter what you're wearing. People go surf beforehand. They mm-hmm. show up on the beach. They've got their shirt off. They're just chilling there in their bathing suit. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And then they go surf and hang out afterwards. It's just it's a blessing to see even the conversations that happen before and afterwards too, and then how they get plugged into real authentic community. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a bridge. It sounds like uh, the hippies in the Jesus revolution movie. Great glory story. It does sound a little bit like that. Did, doesn't did it? you see that movie? I did. Yeah. I saw it twice. Yeah. Twice. <laughs> there twice. you go. <laughs> did you guys see that? Yeah. I, yeah. Did you see it? I did not. No. Yeah. You got to see the Jesus revolution. That's pretty cool. Well, I knew who great yeah. glory was and I kind of knew a story uh, ahead of time, but it's uh, yeah, it's really cool. Well, that's awesome, brother. I, you know, I, I'm blown away because, you know, we, we, like I said, I don't remember if I said this on air or yet, not yet, but before we started, I said, I've had your name in my phone to have you on as a guest as a podcast for like months and months, like six months at least. And I don't remember why I put your name down because I didn't write down next to, I've said this before in my podcast. I, I, I don't know who referred you, how I got your name. And so I didn't know, I didn't know anything. I was like, I got, all right, I'm going to ask Beauty to come on. And, and here we go. You know, we got this surfer dude, gnarly extreme sports pastor, so preaching the gospel on the beach. This is awesome. What I'm, what I'm getting from this is, so, mm-hmm. you know, my, my family always wants to go to the beach every year. Yeah. Go to Camp Cape I, Fear. I convinced them this year to do a national park tour, which we did. Mm-hmm. They, they entertained me and they loved it. But I'm sure we're going to be back to going to the beach next year. Yeah. So I think... We I'll should, go with you, man. We should get our families yeah. together. Maybe wrangle up another family or two to go with us. Let's do it. Mater, I'm sure would go, but we go we go down to. You're just below Wilmington, right? Yes, it's it's connected to Wilmington. Okay, so yeah, we'll I all see. go down and stay with Beauty. Yeah, <laughs> come on, boys. We got an open concept home here, right on Redsville Beach. Let's come join. But I say we do a, a beach vacation. I think we should do it seriously here next year. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And like maybe it's a maybe it's a place I want to retire to sometime. Maybe, yeah, that'd be cool, you, man. You and, you and Dark Helmet. Oh, is both he, of you. Does he want to retire he there too? Retire there as well. Yeah, yeah. After yeah. after he serves as president, we're we're pushing him president for run for president in two thousand twenty four. So, yeah, I, as we should. 
I met some, so, so I work with some software, uh, at work. Epic is the name of it. It's, it's, it's an electronic health record for hospitals. Um, and I was, I was on a flight out to their, their one big user group meeting that they have. And I was on a flight actually with a bunch of people from Wilmington and they were talking about how they, like they live on the beach and then they still work for Epic and work in it at this, at the big hospital down there. And I was Mm -hmm. like, wait, there actually is jobs that exist like that. You can like live on the beach. Like my wife would be all. All yeah. four moving there to you this go. area. So, all right, we we're go. coming. We're, we're bringing coming. our families next summer. Bring it. All right, you're <laughs> welcome. There. Start playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like it. Do you, speaking of families, do you have a family of your own beauty? I don't. I, I mean, I, I'm blessed with a great mom and dad, a brother, and a sister in love. But I've never been married, and I don't have any kids. Lord willing, that's in the cards. Yeah. But it hasn't it hasn't come through yet. So one step of faith at a time. All right, F three Nation, yeah. you guys send the girls beauty's way. <laughs> He's a hairy chested, awesome F three guy. After we get Spiel- <laughs> after we get Spielberger girlfriend. First, yeah, sorry, Spielberg. Spielberg's ahead of you on the list, then we'll. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I I have my eye on one in particular. All right, really- there you All go. Right. Good luck, brother. Go Good deal. All right. Well, hey, I got uh, I got two questions that I, I ask at the end of the podcast, unless you have other questions dial up. No, I think we're, we're ready to move into those questions. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Beauty, if you were to pick somebody, uh, past, present, future, whatever, not future, past or present, uh, that you would say somebody inspires you, you look up to kind of a hero, who would that be? Someone I know. It could be anybody. You can pick more than one if you want. I'm going to pick three. Okay. I pick my mom and dad. All right. Uh, I think the older you get, the more you respect your parents and the sacrifices that they made. Definitely. Yeah. And uh, I will leave it at that. And you have families, you can understand that, but Mm -hmm. they are the, uh, amongst two of the, the biggest gifts I've ever had in life. Um, and then, uh, the mentor figure that I mentioned, LETC, I've been the benefactor of so many different guys that have poured into me. Mm-hmm. And in this season, LETC, um, amongst so many others currently, uh, has been a, a high impact man out the wazoo and has been a trailblazer. And then there's also been that second man that shows every other man that I'm worth following sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I'm so grateful for too. Yeah, that's awesome. Maybe we should have the little engine that could on yeah, the podcast. Yeah, sounds like he'd be a great guest as well. We should, yeah. Right. Uh, and that just reminds me that you know you or anybody else listening out there, if anybody to recommend for our podcast, we're we're open to it, Some man. Let there. us know. Uh, right. So the last question is: um, This is your chance to speak to the men of America. What's your message for the men of America? The men of America. And every nation. Yeah. Yeah. Your call as a man is to lay down your life. That's the greatest act of love. It's the most powerful thing you could ever do. And in laying down your life, you'll actually gain your life in Jesus. And a full surrender is the only way to do that. Anything else is not worthy to sustain the weight of your affection. Mm. You were created for so much more. You were created to live a powerful life. And the affection that you pour out on other lesser things will crumble under that weight. And so stop wasting your life and give it all to Jesus. And from that place, you'll become who you were really created to be. Wow. Awesome, dude. Great stuff. All right. Well, dial up. I think we just spoke to another high impact man. Absolutely. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Inspiring. Uh, A blessing to have you on and just to, to hear your story, your testimony and uh, your journey through life so far. And uh, yeah, <laughs> he's getting a call just like that. Now he's getting a call, not a text <laughs> message, but uh, yeah, Sorry, that's all good, man. Uh, but yeah, just ding. We'll be able to cut some of that. I think Spielberg will let him know. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, just, yeah, just great story. And just like you said, God has just been guiding your life this whole time. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. And steering your ship. Uh, to where you are and who knows where you're yeah. going to be in the next 10 or 15 years, brother. Who, who knows? And, and super honored to meet you guys and, and super encouraged as well. well Thanks for uh, dude. You're inspiring, encouraging yeah. to us, man. Likewise.
Yeah, it's been an honor. I appreciate you being on. God bless you, you and your ministry, all your ministries, man. You got a lot of them. And, uh, and uh, I know God's already been using you powerfully. And he's going to continue to use you that way. So uh, thanks for giving us your time and sharing your evening with us. Amen. Life is ministry, right? Amen, yeah, brother. Absolutely, yeah. Wherever you're at. Yeah. All right. See you, Love man. You, God bless. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I would like to thank our guests for joining us and sharing their story of becoming a high-impact man. More information and resources can be found at highimpactman.com. If you like this podcast, please consider following us on our social media pages or email us at him at highimpactman.com. That is H-I-M at highimpactman.com. The High Impact Man podcast has a new episode every week. And you can find them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcast platforms. Have a great week, everyone. And Google Podcast platforms. Have a great week, everyone.